Hi, and welcome to the Liberation Lab for Women in Business. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, success strategist for women in business, and I'll soon be joined by my dear friend and co-host, Laura Shook Guzman, an amazing psychotherapist who works with women entrepreneurs. Together in the Liberation Lab, we explore what it actually takes to create fulfillment, success, and freedom. Today, we are tackling the topic of time. This is not just a tongue twister, but one of the biggest issues that women in business are struggling with. I don't know a single person that feels like they have enough time. There's a lot of talk about time management, but we also wanted to explore our perception around time. How do we shift the way we see time? How do we get back on top of our time? This is a great episode as we approach the holidays and the end of year. If you're enjoying the show, we would be so happy to have you review us on iTunes. You can also head over to theliberationlab.com to subscribe and access some amazing resources to help you feel more liberation. Okay, let's get started. Hi, and welcome to the Liberation Lab. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Laura Shuk-Guzman. Hey, Laura. Hey, Sonia. How are you doing this fine day? I'm doing well. It's quite hot here today, and it's only going to get a little hotter as we go through the day, so (laughs) I'm keeping cool at home. Um, (laughs) And how about you? How are you? Well, we're actually trying to stay warm inside because it's a little cool for Texas. Um, You know, we never have really cold, cold weather, but it's that type of um, weather where you have a reason to put a little bit of a heat on inside the house. So we're on opposite opposite hemispheres and opposite experiences. (laughs) Yes, hot or cold. And, And so today we want to dive in really and talk about time. So we're going to tackle time as a topic because I think that, you know, as entrepreneurs, as mothers, as whatever it is you're juggling, as women in general, we are always trying to navigate time. So what does that look like? How do we sort of get on top of it? How do we even really look at it in our lives and businesses and and sort of determine, you know, what we do with it? Uh, and so I think this is a really cool exploration because we haven't yet talked about time. And I think it's a really important thing that a lot of people are talking about. What do you think, Laura? Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely curious about the topic of time because I think that for, I don't know, many years I've actually been chasing this idea of shifting my sense of time and um, creating, you know, what I don't remember who was the person who actually coined the term Einstein time. Do you remember? I don't remember, but I know what you're talking about with Einstein time. Yeah. I wonder even if um, it was talked about in the big leap at yeah, some point. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Maybe. Yeah. Um, so this idea of Einstein time is, you know, that you can actually create unlimited amount of time from like this perspective that um, time is really not just these little moments that you can schedule. It's this, and if you really allow it to just expand and to be open, you can sort of master time. Um and interestingly, you know, there's more and more time researchers. So this is like, this is legit, you know, it's not just like us <laughs> sitting around talking about time. I mean, people are really trying to figure out why is it that 
increasingly as um, I think it's, you know, even as technology and everything advances and we become more and more efficient with time or we have devices and technology that assist us in saving time, what's happening instead of us feeling like we are getting any of this time back, instead, we're actually experiencing time as racing, as speeding up, yep. that it's like at this um, sort of breakneck, you know, pace and we can't ca- catch up. Like that's what's actually happening. So I find that really interesting, you know. Well, I, I find, this is what I find really interesting is no matter who I talk to, they're struggling with time, right? So like my parents who are retired <laughs> are struggling with time, right? They're always busy. And I'm thinking, what are you doing? How did you ever have time to work? You much less raise kids or, you know, and, and I think this is such an interesting piece of it because I feel like it's like a vacuum, right? No matter what is happening in your life, you always fill up your time, right? Everyone's busy. It's a state of almost everybody's languaging and what they talk about and where they're coming from. And their perspective is, I'm really busy. There's not enough time. I'm like, all their time is filled. And you think it's, it's really interesting because I look at sort of my life where, you know, I'm running a business, I'm navigating, you know, a young child and a teenager. You know, not counting if I have any kind of social stuff or anything outside of just work and family. And I'm feeling really busy. And then I talk to someone who's like, say, retired. And I'm thinking, they're really busy. What are they doing? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it doesn't matter what's happening. We're all just busy. Yes. And that is like the number one response. I think that, um, you know, when people ask each other, how are you? Oh my gosh, I've been so busy. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. And we've talked about that before, you know, trying to, for me, like having the goal of shifting that and really tuning in and and being more honest about, okay, what's really going on instead of just this trying to out busy each other. I'm so exhausted. I'm so busy. But lately I've been feeling that I so true as we approach for me, as we approach the end of the year, I've been feeling some added pressure, some added sense of needing to get things done within a timely manner. It's like, Oh, okay. I'm closing out my book. So, all right. Like I just met with my financial advisor today and we were going over some things, you know, Oh, I need to make this change in my chart of accounts and we need to do all this before the end of the year. And, you know, I need to get this sent in because it has this deadline or I really wanted to get this done. So at January, I'll have it wrapped up and ready to go. So I don't know, for me, I've been feeling like this kind of pressure from time, not mm. just busyness, but like an added sense of there's, there's this pressure to get it done. And I know I'm creating that more in my own mindset. You know, I can feel myself when I'm under resourced, and I'm feeling overwhelmed, that time seems really, really small. And if I have a chance to breathe and back up, out of it, I can actually see that it's not as daunting as it, as it feels, but that's what I'm kind of experiencing in the moment. Yeah. I mean, I think it's interesting because we do have to kind of look at, you know, is it a perception? Like, is time a perception? Is time a reality? Like how much control do we have over the way we perceive it? I mean, it's a structure, right? So this is kind of, if we break it down, it's a structure. It's sort of, you know, the clock and the and time in general is like a structure that's been placed. You know, there's 24 hours, you know, this is how it goes. This is how it looks. And I think the way we 
choose to use our time is also a structure. You know, we have to take the kids to school. We have to do work in this certain time period. We have these deadlines. Like there's a, it's all sort of a structure that we place around things. And what it feels like is that we're giving ourselves less and less freedom in that structure. It's like, it's a more controlling structure. It's a more masculine structure in a way. And there's not a lot of space to flow in it. That's how I'm feeling in my own life. I feel like I'm having less less and less time to flow, less and less time to be creative, less and less time to experience sort of space and freedom. And I'm really starting to to look at this because this is not the kind of creation that I want. This is not the structures that I want. I do want to, you know, be busy, you know, create a lot of amazing clients, you know, balance everything. But I want to have a lot of space for feeling some freedom as well. And that's what I feel like I'm struggling with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's interesting to kind of thinking about it within um, terms of the feminine in the, you know, flow in the masculine linear thinking, because that kind of brings me back to sort of the concept of Einstein time is that, you know, he's like, that was his theory that time is an illusion because we want to put it into these linear concepts of, okay, it's past and it's present and it's future but a more feminine perspective of time helps us stay in the flow of present. Right. Um, Yeah. And so we do kind of get caught up in a world that's very much skewed towards that linear perception and the deadlines. And when this is, you know, this has to happen by this time. And, and so we get limited um, within those frameworks and it's really only our own, ability to step beyond those and to shift our perception being open, you know, to, to just thinking actively mindful that it could be a different reality for ourselves. Mm, Yeah. And I think, you know, it's about sort of that exploration. I mean, I go back kind of to one of my reference points, which is the Judith Dirk books I've mentioned before. And she talks a lot about, you know, the feminine and masculine and, and, you know, that the feminine, like getting back into that sort of our core and our, you know, sort of ancient feminine aspects inside of us is really about being present and there being space and being able to stare out the window and, and just let our thoughts flow and to watch the rain and to see nature move. And like, there's no um, purpose to it necessarily. There's no like direction that it has to go. There's no, it doesn't have to be something. You don't have to do something. It's much more about being. And in those spaces and in those times, I think time is what they refer to as Einstein time. Like it's that, it's that time where we get lost. We're not, we're no longer focused on our time. We're not longer focused on what is being accomplished on the movement of time. We're just present to whatever's there. And I feel like so many of us, especially when we're operating a business, we're finding that we have less and less and less of that kind of time. But I think this is a huge mistake because it is what fuels us and what supports us and what allows us our creativity. And it is what fuels the business as well. And so I think, yeah, this is sort of that, the exploration and the discussion is really I think this is a hugely important aspect that we're letting go of. And I know for myself, I can, I can feel myself slip in and out of these time periods and these eras in my own life where I allow myself to have a lot more of that time. And then where I feel guilty having that time. And I think that that, you know, this is one of those things that we can explore. 
Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting, the guilt that comes mm. with finding more spaciousness? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I wonder, that's a good question, like comparatively between men and women, do we all struggle? Because this we sort of we live in cultures where um, taking time off. I mean, I know in the United States, I'm not sure what the, you can let me know about the vacation time there, but you know, in the States it's horrible. And there was actually, um, I think a research project done this year called project time off or something where it looked at American workers, um, just like how often they're receiving or taking vacation. And then of course the results are showing that employers should be looking at the value of vacation because of how much more productive um, it makes, you know, actually makes workers. But this whole sort of culture we live in where it's work, 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 and there's, you're going to be passed up for a promotion if you take on a vacation or you're going to, you know, that fear of missing out. Um, Something's going to happen. You're going to be in trouble um, or you're just not a good mom um, if you're taking time to yourself and not Mm -hmm. tending to the needs of, of your kids or, I don't know. I feel like it. And I'm just going to say right now to the um, to the listeners, like this is a kind of a, a vulnerable conversation for me to have, because I feel like I'm currently struggling with a lot of these questions for myself. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why is it so challenging then for me to practice what I preach even? Because I can l- listen to a client who's overwhelmed and look at time management, look at all the opportunities for them to practice mindfulness but I struggle with it myself, you know, when it really Mm -hmm. comes down to, um, very just times in our life, right. There are certain times in our lives where things are more intense. Like right now I have a medical issue with one of my children and I have business that's really just a lot going on. And I'm actually have two businesses that I manage and a third project that I'm about to launch into. And, you know, just there's times that life is fuller than other times. And, yeah. and that's when it really peaks, I think, and, and comes up even um, more relevant. Like that's what's happening for me. It's like, it's even more important that I get to the bottom of time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, I, you know, I feel the same. I mean, I think it, you know, it's a, it's a process of going sort of in and out. Like I feel like sometimes I'm managing my time really well and other times I'm like completely struggling. And that's the thing. I don't think there's, you know, just running a business and life in general, you know, we're moving in and out of time periods. Like there is a, there's cycles and there is time periods. There is what I call eras. You know, there is, we, we, there's not going to be everything staying the same ever. So I think, you know, we've got to kind of look at it from, a perspective of things change and we move in and out of places. But I think the more conscious we are around how we're perceiving time, how we're using it and some of the, some of the structures and systems and, you know, uh, strategies we put in place, then I think we can more effectively handle them when it gets harder. I mean, you know, as we've talked about before, sometimes things are just tough. Like you just have to move through that time period. You know, you can't, um, mitigate all the risks. Like, you know, where there's just times in life and business and parenting and all of it where they're just tough and you have to kind of build up all your strategies and take as much resources as you can find and do what you can to sort of navigate through them. And I think this, this, this sort of time period right now, right before the holidays, right with the year ending, I think there's a time crunch that a lot of people are feeling. 
you know, I think even in the holidays, it's kind of this idea that we have time off, right? But then we're sort of navigating our time because all of our kids are off of school. And we're like, how do we run a business while we still have kids off school? And then we've got, you know, different holiday kind of things pulling us. And, you know, a lot of people who have lots of family and lots of obligations and lots of things they have to do, then there's all that time. And I think, you know, it's a, it's a vulnerable time around time. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, it was, I was laughing at myself. So my daughter has to leave early um, to catch a flight to her father's for Christmas break. So she's not spending Christmas with us. And my mom and dad wanted to celebrate with her, you know, early. And so I realized I'm always a procrastinator when it comes to holiday shopping. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be celebrating early Christmas with my daughter and I've done no shopping for holiday gifts. You know, so then I'm in this, this mode of like, okay, well, I'm going to drop her off at her practice and then I could go to the mall for two hours and then I'll try to, you know, and so I'm watching myself and it's just hilarious because these are the kinds of what you just described the holidays. Often we have this thought that it's going to be time off, but there's a lot of preparation. And then when you have to pre plan for things, which I did not do well, um, I'm kind of, you know, in that, uh, crunch to, get things done. And of course, that's all the time. All the advice comes back to me. I'm like, Oh, yes, this is where I should have shopped online. And I should have thought earlier about this when she told me all the things that she wanted, I could have just bought it in July. Yeah, (laughs) right. (laughs) But instead, I mean, you know, it is that, um, and, you know, getting ready for family to come over and preparing meals and getting the house ready. And, um, yeah, there's a lot of things that I have heard some people say they've started just taking time off to themselves during holiday time mm-hmm. and not doing big family gatherings. But I really miss then the time with family. So it's it's kind of a give or take. How do you so maybe the question is for us as well is like, how do you manage or even maybe let go of needing to manage? How do you have more of a an acceptance of of time and knowing that the holidays may feel a little bit more crunched or overwhelmed. And so what are the little things that we can do to find sanity amongst, you know, this sort of this pressure? Maybe that's what I'm asking myself. Um, How do I find these little pieces of pause? Well, and maybe it is actually around, the pressure that we create, like, you know, the way that the expectations and judgments and the way we define things, right? Because I was just feeling, you know, when we have these podcasts, when when we're doing our episodes and we're recording, I always feel like that's Einstein time for me. Like I'm never ever thinking about deadlines or time or the crunch or, you know, I'm just enjoying the conversation. I'm really present in, in what we're exploring since we never plan, you know, it's always sort of just whatever's in the moment that we're exploring and flowing and planning. And, and so that always feels refreshing and recharging. And I never am focused around, you know, a deadline or, oh, we only have so much time or I've got to get this done or, you know, none of that's happening. It's really just being really present with our conversation and exploring. And I think, so maybe it is around what we're doing, like what we're, so, cause I think there are a lot of times in my life when I've allowed myself to be more present. And in those times I feel less stressed about time. But then in the times when I'm really focused 
on time and deadlines and fitting everything in. And it's like, like all of my perceptions and judgments and ideas about it make me more stressed than the, the truth about it. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 No, that's a good point. And I feel that way about our episodes because that's just time that we come into the present moment. We're not thinking about the past or the future. We're just caught up. And that's really an interesting thing about connection. Mm. When we're connected, we often feel resilient to overwhelm. Mm. You know, the more we're in connection in that present moment, which is why they say when we're doing like um, a type of dyadic work, like when you want to really do a piece of therapeutic or healing work with another person, like being fully present and tuning into them being there in the space with you is so much more effective than paying attention to every little, like grabbing on to the intellectual piece of the conversation, right? Instead, it's gazing into one another's eyes, feeling really present. Mm. Our breath actually will regulate with one another. It's like alignment when, when you're with people and you're with your partner or it's like there's this resiliency that comes with connection. So that's actually really interesting that I'm thinking about how that relates to my parenting when I get frazzled because with my, and, and with my partner too, it's like, when I'm really feeling frazzled or overwhelmed, unfortunately, I kind of do this backing back out and disconnecting from them. Mm. Right. It's like this yeah. kind of, I don't know, knee jerk reaction. You feel like people are pulling at you. You just have to pull out and maybe disconnect for a little bit. But mm. interesting. Yeah. If in those moments of feeling really overwhelmed instead of, grasping on to whatever it is I'm trying to do if I just tuned in to whoever's like my toddler or my teenager or my partner you know just maybe tuning into them in that moment to see like what's happening right now that needs my attention would it be easier and less stressful to just tend to that in connection with one another than to feel like I'm fighting all of the the demands and reaching over, right. To, to tackle all the things that have to be done. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, as I'm listening to you, I'm also thinking, you know, I think we have to look at shifting our perspective from time is controlling us to we're controlling time. Right. And, and that's done in many ways, but like, cause what I think is when we start to get overwhelmed around time, it's because we feel like it's controlling us, right? We have no control over it. We're being pulled in all these directions. These things have to get done. It's like, we no longer are in control of it. Whereas when right. we, when we take back control, so we're like, no, I determine my time. Okay. So yes, this has to be done. And I determine that I'm going to get it done or I'm going to set a boundary and I'm not going to get that done. Or I'm going to just tell this person I'm not available. Or, you know, when we start to sort of take back control of that time, then it becomes less overwhelming and more. Uh, doable, right? More, we're more resource, we're more available to be able to sort of decide and determine. So I wonder if it's not that shift in perception around, 
you know, not controlling it to know we have control and we can decide what to do with my time. Because really, we always have the same amount of time, right? We've got 24 hours in a day. We've got, you know, like, and yet some days feel so much more out of control around time than others. And so I wonder if we didn't just shift our perception, if that wouldn't make a big change. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. I think that that's the challenge that we're, because it is a challenge because it's not often what we are in the habit of doing. Yeah. Right. We're not in that habit of shifting that perception. Instead, we're listening to old stories about linear time Mm -hmm. that only we only have so much time. And yeah, that really does help. One of the big, one of the ways in which I can shift time, if we were to think about what does work or share some things about what works is, you know, often when I'm, able to just stop in the midst of the madness, which can be really hard because mm. you're, if you're racing against time, you're afraid to stop. Yes. You know? Yes. It's, it feels counterintuitive really. Yes. However, something really fascinating happens when you just decide to stop the madness mm. and slow it down and tune in. And whether it's, measure, you know, just witnessing your breath, or if you have a short meditation practice, or one of the ones that um, I really like is just paying attention to your five sensations, like what am I seeing? What am I hearing? What am I tasting? What am I feeling? What am I sensing? Like, like these, just kind of what are these five things that are coming? What are this, the, the sensory input that I'm experiencing is that brings you into the moment. Mm. And it's fascinating how when that happens, all of a sudden things lose their urgency, at least in yeah. my experience. All of a sudden that deadline that I thought was killing me just doesn't really, oh, well, does it really have to happen? Or if it doesn't, no big deal. I'll just do this. And then, you know, next month I'll do this. And there's always another way. All of a sudden, right? It yep. just becomes easier to to man, it gets softer. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's not so intense. Well, and I think that's because those perceptions of the intensity, all of that, that's in our mind, right? So when we are, are you know, uh, mind sometimes is a confusing word these days because a lot of people um, use it in different ways. But when I talk about mind, it's like it's in our our brain and the way that we construct ideas. And it's not in our body, you know, which is more somatic, more connected. And so sometimes it's about getting out of your head. Right. It's getting getting back into your body, back into the present moment, back into connection with things. So, you know, I find, you know, in addition to like the things you were talking about, the breathing. And I also find if you like go take a five minute walk outside and look at things, you know, really look at the details of the trees, look at, you know, the flowers and the colors and really like get into the detail of things um, that that also can sort of ground you back in your body, you know, get you out of your head, get you sort of out of those constructs of what you're thinking. And, and so I think, you know, we have to sort of really move beyond this linear construction of time that we can't stop, that we can't 
um, take the time to do the things that are more important, like self-care. We can't take the time to just sit and be. We can't take the time to take five minutes for a meditation. And we have to stop with that entire perception because it is actually the solution to our time problems is if we take more time to be present, if we take more time to be in our body, if we take more time for self-care, we're going to manage time like exponentially better than we will if we don't take that time. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's so good. And it actually, I just, as you were talking, this reminds me of thinking, who is it that speaks to this so well? And, you know, um, I I think I want to share a quote from Pema Chodron. A lot of people know her. She's the Buddhist teacher. She's written so many books and she's got a lot of really wonderful, wise things to say. But, um, one thing that she says that speaking to what we're discussing, I just want to share really quick here. She says that expansion never happens through greediness or pushing or striving. Mm. It happens, right? (laughs) It happens through some combination of learning to relax where you already are. And at the same time, keeping the possibility open that your capacity, my capacity, the capacity of all beings is limitless. Mm. Right? Yeah, that's so, really good. Right? Because exactly what she's like, the expansion doesn't happen through the greediness and the pushing and the striving and the deadlines. And let me make this happen and let me get it done. It really happens through learning to relax into where you are, right? That's what we were just saying, being present with yourself. And at the same time, it's being present, but she's not saying be present and then let's focus on the future. She's like, just be present and yet remain open, right? We're curious and we're open to the possibility that there's this capacity that is timeless, that is limitless, that's that's what I find really fascinating, too, is this sort of being present and yet knowing that, okay, the timeline here is something that doesn't even, it's beyond measure, right? Yeah. yeah. And we often don't even understand time, right? We think that it's the time. It's the time for me to get this book written. It's the time for me to get this business launched. It's the time for me to make this, you know, decision. But sometimes it's not. Mm. It's actually not the right time. Well, and that it actually brings me to some of what I talk about around operating in your feminine or masculine, right? Because it's like the operating in the masculine or the logic. Again, we're not talking about male and female. We're talking about masculine and feminine energies. And each of us has both masculine and feminine energies. But if we're operating in the logic, what happens is we tell ourselves when the time is right, but it's based on a construct. It's based on a concept. It's based on an idea. Whereas when we feel the time is right, that's the feminine. And when we follow that, it's usually more accurate. It's usually more effective. It usually manifests in more results. And this is what I see in business is that a lot of people are falling around their logic for time, for actions, for what they're creating. But if they were more willing to sit in the present with their feminine, if they were more willing to feel their intuition, they would feel the right timing and they would produce a lot more results. Mm-hmm. Because there's like tuning in and allowing that timing 
again, to come from somewhat of an internal place and not from an external expectation. Like this is how it should be done. This is to be successful. You need to have, you know, been profitable at this time with this much, you know, many dollars or, yeah, I think that that external and I, as much as I've consider myself an entrepreneur that creates outside of the box and created a, a business that allowed me to really come up with my own timelines. It's still really challenging not to get, mm. I guess what sucked back in or yeah. just, it's so not to be impacted and affected by all of this, all of these timelines around us and these expectations that we're told like, Oh, well, you know, this is how it's, this is how it's really supposed to be done. It should happen at this juncture. Success should take this long, you know, and if you haven't reached it by then, you're you're done, like you need to move on. Like that's something that I've thought a lot about because I've never really believed in overnight success. I think that it takes a lot of time to season. I think success is something that needs to be seasoned. Mm. It's marinated, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. practice. I mean, that's the thing. Right. And it's so, it's so interesting because, you know, I instill in my program sort of this, this idea of like, it takes practice, but even though I constantly am communicating about practice or I tell people and people agree with me and they resonate with the idea, they still struggle with it. Like, well, can't this just happen now? Can I get clients tomorrow? Can't I have money today? Like, it's still the, the, the concept, it's like it's a concept still and not a lot of people have integrated it. They haven't really felt like, okay, yes, it's practice. And each time I put my foot forward and I practice a little bit more, then I get more skilled, then I get more results. It's like there's just this, there's still so much to be had in the integration of all these concepts because I think a lot of people like the idea they get, yeah, there's no overnight success, but then they still expect it. Yeah. You know, and it, and it's hard. I mean, like you said, like, I mean, I, I struggle with myself. I feel like I've studied this stuff. I teach this stuff. I practice this stuff. And yet I still hit moments where I fall into that masculine trap or all those masculine structures. And then I have to like unwind myself again, because that is the dominant flavor of business in the world. That's the dominant flavor of marketing. That's the dominant flavor of success. That's the dominant flavor of action. All of it is dominated by a masculine perspective and a masculine lens. And this is what we've been, we talked about the last two weeks. And, you know, we could talk about this probably in 20 episodes for the next 20 weeks and we still wouldn't cover sort of all the ways that this manifests. And this is another way. <laughs> exactly. Yes. I love that. You're like, I still have to unwind. I still have to unwind from it. And yes, it's such a good reminder in, and both of us are so, you know, we've steeped our mindset in the feminine way for all these years and yet can still feel how strong the pull of that masculine way and that, um, yeah, just the, the cultural norms. Like they're just so um, performance-based and linear and measured. And it's really hard then not to question your own um you know, or to measure your own success in your, um, momentum, you know, it's like, well, yeah. Well, and then this, this kind of brings me to what I would like to suggest or, you know, sort of explore is, 
I think it's about where we're coming from, right? So, so let's just to break it down very quickly, the masculine and feminine, right? So there is a time and a place for both inside each of us, right? If we are fully operating for our feminine, we would have no structure. We would have no direction. We would have, we would literally just be flowing like water outside of a glass, like wherever, wherever we would spill out everywhere. You know, there's no, we need structure. And that's what the masculine provides. The masculine energy provides structure, it provides action. It's the fire, if you will. On some levels. So, you know, we've got both these parts, but it's about where we're coming from. And what I think is as women, and look, I'm sure this is true for men as well. Like men have feminine parts as well, right? And they have to explore what this means for them. But I know women a lot better. So, you know, for women, we have to determine what structures are best suited for what we want to create. So rather than just putting someone's structures on us, and then it's like that masculine is in control, we have to decide from our feminine, from our intuition, from feeling, from connectedness, what structures will propel us to the purpose that we have or the the result that we want. And this is where I see it's so backwards in most women's businesses. They're deciding structures from their mind and from logic and from what they've been told and what someone else has told them to do. They're not feeling for themselves what structures work for me. And time is no different, right? Because to some degree, we're setting up our time, right? We're, I mean, there's what we were talking about earlier when you just get overwhelmed by being in the moment and you feel pressure and, and then you can, you know, sort of stop and, and have a moment and breathe and meditate. But, you know, in general, we're planning our time, right? We're looking at our structures on a weekly basis. We're, you know, and what, and part of that is in, like a lot of that is in our control and we're deciding. I mean, I decide when I'm available for clients and when I'm not. I decide what I do with my week. I decide what I do with my time. And what's happening is that so many people are determining their time by a masculine structure, by a structure that doesn't work for them, by a structure that's not going to serve them. Instead of looking looking at themselves and saying, what would better serve me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And knowing that we have that power to choose and to create what it is that would be most supportive for ourselves. We really have that as much as it feels like there are times there are other um what external factors, this goes back to what we were talking about in last, um, that last episode, you made this brilliant point about, we really can't, we really have to think about how we stand in our own power before we think about our relationship to anyone else and, and how we're, um, if we are powering over anyone, you know, we have to look at, well, how am I standing in my own power? And it's the same with time. Like, how are you standing in your own sense of choosing, your own sense of um, measurement like that is mm. that is up to you yeah. I think this is so much this is a really good time for this conversation this is what I love about our little just going with the flow not planning it is we just kind of tap into the moment and what needs to be said mm-hmm. and I think it's so important that we're talking about this right now because many of us are preparing for 2018 we really are planning and yeah in thinking about our calendars. And I know that I'm taking a, a day, um, to really kind of vision and plan for 2018 on Wednesday. And I'm going to a spa so that I can relax and, and drop in to my intuitive self 
Because yeah. as I plan out my 2018, there are some things that, yes, I'm going to put on the books that are just like, hey, this is the conference that I'm attending. I don't have a lot of choice about when that happens. This is when it's happening. This is I'm going to put that on the on the calendar. But there are a lot of ways that I might be more intentional with my week and how I want to craft my time and what, what I'm going to prioritize well, for and my I, time. And I also think just the perception as well, like, you know, who we were talking about earlier where, you know, the perception that we don't have control to where we do have control. The, the truth is you also choose the conferences you do, or you choose the clients you're willing to take, or you choose the job that you have, you know? So, so I think to some degree, we're giving up our power to these other things by saying they control our time when what the truth is, is we've chosen them. Like we've chosen yeah. them and that may then have a consequence of time. But I think it's, right. a, it's a subtle difference, right? But I think in a mindset stance and in the way that we view things, it's really important. Like it, it pulls our power back in. It gives us more resources of power, you know, to, to actually recognize and be like, ah, yes, but I chose that and I can unchoose it. I can decide not to go to the conference. I can decide to quit my job. I can decide to not take on as many clients. Like there's, there's a whole, you know, choice there that I think when we really recognize, it's like we take back our power versus, you know, so, so often we all do this. Like I'm just as guilty where I'm like, Oh, I don't have any control. Like this thing, you know, has, my, has control of my time, but really I've chosen it all. Yeah. And it comes back to discernment, which is something we've talked about. You know, when you're making those choices, how do you discern if it's in your, in your best, um, you know, if it's your best self and you're staying true to your intention? Well, really slowing down and putting those choices before you, putting, writing them down on paper, doing something to symbolize what those choices are and then checking in with yourself. Just you, not what somebody else thinks, not yeah. what somebody else is telling you is okay or not okay. But what do you think? What does your body feel? When you look at that conference on your schedule, do you get excited? Do you go into a place of expansion? You know, what's happening physically? Do you feel a sensation of openness and, you know, a positive feeling in your stomach and heart? Or do you feel completely crunched and do you feel like tight and shortness of breath? Like those are the things too remembering that our body can help us discern the choices, how this choice of time is really, um, how it, how it's truly resonating with ourselves, with our wise self. Yeah. And I mean, I think, you know, honestly, this is a little bit foreign to us, especially operating in business, right? I find my clients have difficulty when we start to work with this because so much of the process that I want them to go through is building up their own skills around discernment and yeah. trusting themselves and valuing themselves and listening to their intuition. But they want me to give them the answers. They want me to tell them, lay out for them, here you go, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, do it. You know, mm. and, and it's like there's a bucking of the system because I'm like, well, what do you think? Well, it's a flow. Well, it's an intuition. Well, you have to start, you know, practicing. Like you have to go out there and start to explore. And I think, you know, this is a bit of a foreign concept for us because we're um, very indoctrinated in the world that this is how all things should be. And we, we haven't been given a lot of safe spaces to explore what do we feel? How, how would we create everything if we could? You know, what does this look like? Yeah. 
Yeah, you're right. There's not a lot of practice and a lot of conditioning of the opposite way of thinking um, where we're kind of taught to to look for that external, those external answers. Um, and so it is a lot of learning to practice and or like learning that it's OK to practice, right? That it's not that we don't have to have it figured out. I mean, I know that and there are times that I can slow down and and get really clear and have a very strong um, message from my intuitive self and from my body that says you're spot on or absolutely not. But that doesn't happen every time. Sometimes it's cloudier and that means I'm probably not ready to make a decision and I need more information. And, you know, so it's all those little nuances too, that it takes time. It's like learning a new language, mm-hmm. right? Learning to trust ourselves, learning intuition, learning all these different um, internal ways of self-actualization. Those are all newer practices to us in this more like intellectually dominated way of, of living where everything's coming from the thought and the mind and the external what's right. What's wrong? What's the right answer? Mm, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Which, so, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so yes. grateful for you, Sonia, that we get to talk about this because <laughs> you remind me that this is okay, that we're still practicing and learning and it's not called, you know, it's not called a perfect practice. It's just a life practice. It's an ongoing oh, practice. Yes. And I think, and I think that's the thing is if we give ourselves permission to make mistakes, to practice, to explore, to play, to, you know, I think we're such happier beings. We're such better, um, you know, people and we have a lot more success because we've had that space to practice and explore and pivot. And, you know, I think, yeah. And I, and I think, you know, this topic of time is no different. Like I think most people need to explore with what works for them. There's no time management strategies that work for everyone. I know that when my clients come in, a lot of times I'm looking at, okay, so how best do you work? You know, what's your schedule? Do you work better if you put it in time blocks? Do you work better if you give yourself space? Do you work better if you have like a whole day that's structured for one thing? You know, it it is really an exploration that they have to do on their own. They have to first determine who they are and how they best operate, how their energy flows the best and, and what's most productive for them. And then they have to construct time and it may be a practice. They may try one thing and it doesn't work and they try something else and it doesn't work and until you kind of find your own flow. But I think the perception of, of the way you look at time, you know, and that's what we sort of addressed here is more sort of the philosophy around time or the perception around time, you know, how can you make it more, um, under your own power, I guess, is really, you know, sort of what we've discussed and explored. Yes. And what comes up for me and I'm going to, keep this in mind as I move intentionally into 2018 is that instead of thinking of um, these different practices as putting them into a new year resolution, I really want to move into 2018 with new year curiosities, Mm. right? I feel like the new beginning of a year um, and then the winter solstice is coming up on the 21st. Like there's, it's a natural time that the earth invites us to 
um, shift and we can think about our practices. And it's mm-hmm. just a time of reflection to be like, what's working and what's not working? And what can I be cur- curious about this year? What can I be open to the possibility of experiencing this year that I may not have allowed myself to feel or to experience before? Yeah. Yeah, look, I think that's really good because I do think I feel quite a renewal in the new year, you know, just, it's like that ability to refocus, to re-clarify, you know, to redetermine where I'm going. And, you know, this, these last few weeks there, there, it's good time to reflect, you know, what has this year brought me, what has worked and not worked? What have I not created enough time for? And being able to kind of, yeah, move into the new year with curiosity and exploration and play and trying things. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I like it. And I, and I think, you know, um, today was a really good reminder for me as well, because I have been feeling quite pressured by time and, and, you know, I feel like I've lost the sense of that sort of feminine aspects of time and I feel reminded. And, and I think, you know, two things that for me really came out of this episode, which is one, you know, we can build more of that feminine time into our schedule and structure. So that's good. Like, I feel like I can do that moving into 2018. But the other thing is like we were talking about earlier in the moment, you know, when I feel overwhelmed by time, when I feel, you know, stressed, stressed by the structure to just give myself permission to take five or 10 minutes to stop and be in the present moment. I have plenty of tools to use for that, you know, so it's just, it's just the, it's just that decision to take 10 minutes to be present, knowing that that will shift and change my perception of time. Yeah. Yeah. It will. Just following that knowing and trust it. Mm-hmm. And the more you do it, the more you'll trust it will happen the next time. So thank you. This has been a great conversation for me just to remember to take a deep breath and be in the present moment <laughs> and trust the capacity that time is, things are limitless and timeless, really. Yeah. It's all about how look at it totally all right well thank you all for joining us and we will see you next week thanks so much for listening to the show to get some great resources and listen to all of our episodes visit theliberationlab.com we want to help other women get the support they need to create more real success and freedom if you're enjoying the show and want to support our mission you can write a review on itunes or share it with your friends A huge thank you to all of you who commented, emailed us, and reviewed our show. We are so appreciative of your support. See you next week.